Hello, everyone. Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. This is Mike. I'm recording this after the fact to give you guys a bit of a heads up. This is the first episode. There's some technical difficulties. Uh, you're going to hear us reference a lot of music that you can't hear because uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I messed with the levels uh, and screwed up the sound of the music. So, uh, it's going to be mostly silent, so we're going to be referencing shit that you can't hear. Uh, sorry. Also, right at the beginning, I think I call ELO great and powerful, which means I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. Please excuse that. I promise it won't happen again. Again, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's good. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right, welcome to the very first episode of Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Mike Mansour. I'm here with my, uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm fucking things up already because I'm, I'm out of practice. All right. And I, uh, I, I anyway, th- Alex. I think we both are. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, Say hello. <laughs> I'm Alex Voltz, Alexander Voltz. Alexander If Voltz. you're saucy. You're very saucy. All right. So the whole point of this podcast, for please forgive any, um, roughness because uh new podcasts are hard and especially when you don't know what the fuck you're doing like we don't or at least i don't we've been out of the game for a while yeah haven't we ever anyway the the point of the podcast we're listening to every single album ever one artist at a time uh that's an entire discography uh more or less from whichever artist per episode uh which means we're gonna be listening to a lot of music it's daunting it's it's fucking stupid, and I don't. I like the idea. I'm proud of the idea. I'm not so sure it's gonna work out in the long run. I'm okay with that though. I'm I'm excited because first episode is the great and powerful Electric Light Orchestra ELO ELO. My God, uh, what a band! I'm I'm excited. I love this band. Uh, it w- it was quite the introduction because I realized in doing this that. Usually when I go through an artist's discography, uh, there's not really like a rush to do it. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of stew on some albums or you hear like, oh, you know, the new album's not that great. So you might not even like. Yeah. Do, I mean, new albums, especially for classic bands, they're they're best skipped. They're, you know, it's, yeah. uh, anything in p- post 77, you can skip. Usually, uh, well, we'll get into that. Oh, but uh, and that's the thing about this about this fucking podcast is we're listening to all the albums that no one wants to ever talk about. This is, includes all the stuff that uh, maybe even the band is not so proud of, and I, I'm excited for that too because I'm not expecting to like any of them, but it gives me like a, a better understanding of you know what these artists did and. And uh, you, you, they can't all be winners, you know. They with, with ELO, I feel like I found some gems. Where if I was just listening to them, not that this isn't fun, but you know, if I was listening to them casually, not for a podcast, I might have skipped over some stuff. Like, oh, that got some bad reviews, right? Uh, no yeah. need. But this time, I'm like, whoa! I don't know if those bad reviews are a hundred percent warranted. Right, right. That's that's a lot of things too. I mean. <sighs> I don't like reviews of art because I mean, there's so much stuff that I love that people shit on and vice versa. Like I, I am notorious for hating 
a lot of things that people have regarded as as masterpiece. For example, I mean, we'll we'll probably get to Pink Floyd at one point, but I have to note that I think the Wall is the biggest piece of shit I've ever heard. Whoa. I, I absolutely fucking hate that. <laughs> Whoa, it's it's been a while. Uh, we'll also be doing the stained. No, we won't be doing stained. Uh, <laughs> no stain. Well, uh, so yeah, it brings me to the. I mean, we're, we're taking a long time with this intro, but. Uh, it's because we don't know what we're doing. But if you have any suggestions for artists that you want us to cover or uh, any any thoughts on the artists themselves, go ahead and email anything to every album ever at Gmail. Um, also, I feel like the pre-talk is part of the podcast. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Every podcast ever, you lay down some groundwork. Thank you for enabling my meandering. I appreciate that. It's it's uh it's part of the art. <laughs> Enabling, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So we're going to start with uh, ELO's very first album, uh, self-titled or No Answer, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, opening track is a uh, 105.38 Overture. Beautiful. And I got to say, uh, this is my favorite ELO album by a fucking mile. Really? Uh, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. This is like a very important album for me. Uh, I heard this album and then... Listened to so many ELO albums afterward looking for the same thing and it wasn't there. Really? This was the only ELO album that sounds like this. This was this is essentially the move. Uh, yes, which I uh, did some extra credit and listened to one uh, move album. I would like to listen to more. Um, I really enjoy this song a lot and I feel like it's one of those songs... Uh, where I know I knew it, I just never knew who did it mm -hmm. until we listened to this album. Um, I know the goal of the band was to kind of be more focused on the the orchestra part of. There's cellos all over the fucking place. It's just all it's so it's so many cellos. Yes. It's far too many cellos to be completely honest. <laughs> yes, I love I love that song. It's great, but then the rest of the album to me is uh maybe too much focus on the classical. I like the I like the blend of rock and roll and classical. So the the thing that I love about this is that it, it brilliantly paces these pop songs in between these fucking wacky medieval songs. Like yes. don't make any sense at all. Yes. What's, what's the, uh, what's the fourth fucking track? <laughs> yeah. The, Oh my God. The battle of Marston Moore, July. There's like a date on there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a date in the title of the song. Yeah. And it's not like whimsical, like a Led Zeppelin battle no, no. song or whatever. It's, it's, it sounds like it's, it's you would hear, listen to that before going into a, a battle in the dark ages yes you throw that on when you're playing DD &D with your friends this is how it starts i don't know i already actually fucked up the levels right before <laughs> i turned off the last song oh uh, you but, know shout out to anyone who uh notices that please call me on my shit because i can't learn otherwise or, or yeah like uh like you think a we're doing this battle of marston and more song listen to this shit dude what is he doing yeah, it's like spoke. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's like D and D music, man. D and D music. Yeah, and then like, so uh, it, there's it's it, it goes all over the place, but it, it does have a lot of sections and it has it's really it's really smart musically. I really appreciate the song. I did read uh, a long ass time ago that 
the drummer Bev Bevan refused to play drums on it because he didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Well, f- well f- fuck that guy for one. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'm I'm trying not to get too ahead of the game, but uh, you, you just don't like the dude, or well, I don't like him because honestly, because of that. I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I I don't know much about the dude other than that he he started a, an ELO spinoff band in the '80s. Yes, ELO two. ELO. Yep. With with the good grace of uh, Jeff. That's Knight. pretty sweet, but it's. The th- I just because when I first heard this this little I don't even seriously I don't know if it's true or not uh, about him not wanting to play drums on this song, I immediately thought I pictured myself in that scenario of sure. trying to play this this complex as fuck song that's really cool and this guy's like I don't want to play it yeah. like but, but why not like I don't like it what don't you like about it I don't know I don't want to play it not a team player like not, not a team, team pl- player not a team player just fuck man so I don't know who played drums on that I didn't I didn't do research but. Uh, I I probably could have, but uh, <laughs> listen, man, we're 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 not professionals. Uh, I still I I still think that there's not a single bad song on the album. I I adore it from beginning to end. Yeah, I think the uh the like I said, the more class, and maybe I'll come around to it. I don't think it's bad by any means. It's this uh I would I would probably skip like that that D and D track. It's 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 a little rough. I yes. mean, if you, I don't know, I just it, it feels so ambitious yeah it is yeah it is I, I appreciate that quite a bit and then i mean toward toward the end of the album it just keeps going back and forth like i should put on more samples like i was the first movement first uh, first movement jumping biz i i will say um before you know because we're getting towards the end of this album um yeah this is a good it's guitar a real, lick. It, yeah this and it's good. it's instrumental and it's that's one thing i want to mention about this album is that it's Really unlike the rest because it's just not vocal heavy whatsoever. I think no, it's more in- instrumental yeah. focus. Um, what what a partnership that uh, could have been with uh, Roy Wood. Roy Wood, yeah. Uh, Would have been probably a different band had yeah, he completely. Not, not stayed. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those like alternate universe bizarro yeah. world things. Uh, also, the the title of the album it's it's technically called electric light orchestra but it's called officially no answer because someone some idiot interpreted their lack of a response as the name of the album so when they said oh what's the name of the album like someone sent them oh no answer like they didn't answer yeah like oh the name of the album is no answer so i guess that's the name so yeah you got like uh different uk releases and and u.s releases Mm -hmm. medieval times back then well, that's that's my pick for that's my pick for medieval for my favorite medieval times for medieval jams. It's that's what it is. Yeah, it's a medieval yes. good time. Uh, okay, now on to Electric Light Orchestra two. This is a uh, the first album came out in seventy one. By the way, uh, second album seventy three. Uh, the bit that I know about it is Roy Wood was was still in the band for like a little bit, kind of off like and on two off. tracks. Yeah, but I heard it a long time ago. And I hated it because I was so in love with the first album. Really? And this album was like this weird, long, every song is like fucking 10 minutes long. It has a fucking eight minute cover of Rollover Beethoven, which we're going to listen to in its entirety. And <laughs> here we go. Man. Okay. So with this particular song, there's parts of it that I like that I this wish they incorporated that more instead of like trying to be a straight up chuck berry it was so it's bizarre yeah it 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 has 
Like, it really shouldn't work. It starts off with actual Beethoven. Beethoven's actual fifth. A Beethoven. <laughs> we'll uh, get to more of his, of Jeff Lynn's pronunciation of the word Beethoven. Um, Yeah, I just... When we get, when we, I'll try to point out the parts that I like if we get there. It's a, it's a lengthy song, but over, overall, um, I know they like started off with the very Beatles heavy, which continues throughout their whole yeah. discography. Absolutely. Um, but I felt as a whole, excluding this, this song, is ridiculous. <laughs> it's your cousin Marvin, Marvin Bear. Or no, I guess it'd be your cousin uh, Marvin Lynn. Marvin Lynn. Marvin Lynn. I found that new sound you're looking for. Listen to this. <laughs> um, I will say as a whole, this album is more King Crimson-y yeah. and Mahavishnu orchestra-ish to me than yeah. than Beatle-y. It's trying really hard to be Prague. Yes, and that that's another interesting thing. I uh, I didn't realize they were a you know Prague you know pretty heavy Prague rock band up until. Yeah, it it, t- it takes them a, a, not long to find the kind of classic ELO sound, but this one. It has some really good stuff, like uh, "Mama," the second track. It's kind of the first glimpse we s- we ever hear of the classic yellow sound. Um, it's a second track. Uh, second track. Okay, I'm yeah, not gonna be sorry. putting on every song. I just realized how like disorienting that must be for the listeners. So I'm just gonna stop with the fucking eight minute rollover Beethoven cover. Yes, uh, my favorite cut from that is "From the Sun to the World," Boogie One. Oh, see, that's because that's some good prog rock right it, there. It really is. I. I, I wrote that in my notes, that song, with the caption, kind of a ridiculous album. Just yeah. because it goes, it's just so, biz- it's wacky. It's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know if the last track works for me either. Um, It's totally more of a, a Growing Pains album, but it's still not bad. It's not bad at all, no. And uh, I still actually think uh, the first track in Old England Town uh, is a really fucking cool opening oh it's heavy as hell elo has the best opening tracks on their uh, on their albums they're incredible yeah like every every (laughs) opening track is always awesome like you you can throw on an elo album up into a point and know minimum that first that first song is gonna gonna be great so uh I guess we should move on to the the third album. Also came out in 73. Like they were a fucking machine. Yeah. They put out so many albums just per year. And they were all so good. Per year. This one, yeah, this these ones came out the same year, but after that, just one a year. This is uh on the third day. And I would say that this is the first album with the classic yellow sound for the most the majority of the album. Uh that's that's funny, because uh from what I read. Uh, a lot of fans would say that's face the music. I say they're fucking stupid. They're fucking no. stupid. Uh, I think the. I don't know why. I think this is my favorite album. Really? Just overall. Okay. Um. Not not a lot of hits on uh-huh. here. No 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 no. But just sonically, it's fucking great. I yeah. love this album. Like I, I heard that I heard it a long time ago, maybe once or twice, but. When I was re-listening to it for this for this podcast, uh, this is the one that I kept wanting to go back to. Like yes. this, after I was done with all the albums, I went back to this one a bunch of times. Yes, I think uh, once New World Arising hits, it's just mm-hmm. great, great track after great track. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why uh, Mama Bell gets <laughs> stuck in my head. Mama Bell. 
Yeah. <laughs> Something about it. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely. I, it's the only song on the album I don't like. I want to hate it, but it gets stuck in my head a it lot. It does. Uh, this and, one, this all oh, go, go on. Oh, also, unintentional, funny lyric in that song taken out of context. Got to keep on with my heavy load till I see you come. That is, oh, yeah. That is not an accident. I promise oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Jeff Lynn? That man is a lover. He's a lover, not a fighter. Oh, also, well, uh, real quick, sh- I would say Showdown, Showdown. Is, is the first the first glimpse of like that, the more classic uh, radio friendly ELO sound that everybody uh, knows and loves. I I think so. Uh, I actually don't care too much for Showdown either. I think it's it's just one thing about ELO that's been consistent from the beginning, almost at the beginning to the end is their proclivity, proclivity to throw in a token rock and roll song. And I fucking hate <laughs> rock and roll. Man, I listen, I love all music, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be one of those guys as they preface everything with, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I got a good sense of humor, but that wasn't funny. No, it, I don't like most rock and roll songs generally because they all follow the same formula. And just, uh, just wait till we get to that Thin Lizzy episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, I love Thin Lizzy, but goddamn, do they do the same shit. And, and these, these, these single rock and roll songs really just annoy the holy hell out of me. But the thing is, I don't count them as, a, as like a detriment to what I think how good the album is because I get that not everyone hates rock and roll as as irrationally as i do yes so i always take that into account just because i fucking despise it doesn't mean it's not like a good song uh but the beatles influence in this album is just it's just so blatant uh what's what's the song uh was it bluebird is dead i think that is a, a well bluebird is like a beatles it, it couldn't not be just because of of how obvious the influence is it's a Beatles song essentially, but I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, some uh, you know, some tracks you're like, oh, I hear like a little bit "Day of the Life" or mm-hmm. Eleanor Rigby, and uh, I learned that Beatles esque is actually a Wikipedia entry. Really? Yes. Oh uh, wow. I don't know if it's a official subgenre, but apparently it's popular enough to get a Wikipedia page. And I, I bet Yellow is at the fucking forefront oh, of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it. Uh, was that that famous comment that John Lennon said about if the Beatles are still around, they, they would probably sound like ELO? Oh, uh, I didn't I, know he said that. I think that I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a real thing. I hope I didn't make that up. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, maybe I could see also George Harrison saying that because mm-hmm. of his ties to ELO. And what are his ties? Uh, well, he was uh, Jeff Lynn produced quite a few of uh, I did not know that. Yeah, George Harrison's albums? Yeah, quite a few of them. He produced the last album he ever did. Uh, he currently has uh, George Harrison's son, I believe, Danny, opening up for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's... Oh, yeah, they also have that super group uh, traveling wild thornberries or something. I don't know that. Hmm. Yeah, they were like in a super group together, mm-hmm. too. So the... George, that makes sense. Yeah, the George... Maybe, Ch- it, was, maybe it was Harrison... I, I, maybe we could do some fact checking because uh, that's uh, no screws up the flow. I like making up bad names like okay. the traveling wild thornberries. There, there, good. Uh, no, I meant about like, who said the comment. Uh, oh yeah, um, fake news, fake news, fake news. Uh, but that that song, like, I feel like okay, this is probably what John Lennon was, or 
George Harrison, whoever yes. said it, was talking about. This just makes perfect sense. But I still really, really like it. I think it's a fantastic album. I mean, it's hard to, like, these first, like, six or seven albums, it's really hard. It's just going to be kind of gushing <laughs> for a while until we get to the shit that sucks. So oh. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Anyway, uh, let's go further. Next album while I slowly pull it up on my phone, which I can't find. There we go. Eldorado, 1974. Uh... I have plenty of things to say about this. Do you have things to say about this? I don't have a, a lot to say about it. I don't know why if this didn't it didn't connect with me on the short time I spent with it. I did listen to it a few times. Um but like right off the bat, I don't I don't know like I guess in hindsight and looking at the band as a whole, uh on paper, I should like it because I love a right. I love a good concept good album. Good concept album. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This like nothing really stuck out to me. Like I'm, I I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm gonna throw on a track from El Dorado. So here's here's what I gotta say about that. Yeah, uh, you're fucking out of your mind. Yes, this is their best album. I think this is their objectively their best album. Well, it's the first album using a full orchestra. Full orchestra, I remember that, yeah. And instead of just overdubbing. Perfect, perfect score on allmusic.com. That is that rare? I don't I don't read all oh, music. No, I uh I haven't used all music in a while, but like when I was getting into music, mm -hmm. all music was like my go-to. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I guess, you know, they're called all music, so you can find quite a few perfect scores, but right. I guess this is the I should I should have wrote down. I think it might be the only ELO album with the perfect score on there. Well, I'm surprised I agree with any kind of publication because I I do think this is it's just such a perfectly executed flow from one song to the next. Like this this um as it should intro be. It's that a, you're listening it's a to concept album. Yeah, but this uh this kind of motif that you're hearing right now uh that kind of recurs throughout the album. And it's, it's super bar baroque sounding and it it's just feels really tight and in the and all the songs like it, it feels not like the, the orchestra doesn't feel supplementary to it. It doesn't feel overbearing like it did in the earlier albums. It yes, just feels like perfectly. Part, yeah, part it, it. it's just all one very cohesive, pretty thing. And the. The opening track, I'm not the opening track, but the, the first actual song is Can't Get Out of My Head. And that, what a ballad, man. I mean, I don't know how you go wrong with Can't Get Out of My Head. Uh, yeah, I, which is weird. It never got into my head. I might, I might. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. How dare you? <laughs> I might come around on this album. I'm just saying in the, the span of a, uh, you know, one day I might, I might come around to it, but this in the span of like the, these are beautiful vocals. They're fucking gorgeous, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's it, a beautiful Muppet, man. That's what Jeff Lynn is. I'm just saying, in the span of listening to this band's entire... I don't know. I don't know. If this. I don't think it's bad if this didn't, like... It didn't stick with me for some reason, which isn't, you know, I, I could come around one day. You're going to tell me that fucking Nobody's Child didn't, didn't move you? No, not in my notes. Didn't move me. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Poor boy, <laughs> come on. How are you not gonna fucking have sex to this song? You know, because he's talking about heavy loads on the the last <laughs> album. Um, You're right. You don't want to overdo it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this 
I'm not. I'm not hating on it. Okay. This, okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. That's why we're doing this because because yes. you're wrong and I'm right. That's yes. why we're doing this. Yes, and we'll uh, uh, we'll, be, we'll get to an album where I'm okay. right and you're wrong. <laughs> to be fair, uh, "Illusions in G Major" is another rock and roll song, and it's one of the fucking worst. Oh, it, really? It, it almost ruins the album for me. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It it because I've listened to this album countless times. So when I was re-listening to it, and it came on. It upset me because of how much I was just enjoying the rest of it. And I thought, like, this is probably their best album. And it, it almost ruined the whole thing for me. And then it comes on and fuck, fucks it up. <laughs> it fucks it up. But the, the, the reason why I still think it's the best album is because it's toward the end of the album. And then right after it is the title track, which is so goddamn emotional and moving and powerful and long. So you kind of just like, yeah, that little rock and roll track you hated. You maybe you just forget about that for a second. Yeah. 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 So that's that's how I feel about Eldorado. I highly recommend. It. I think I think it's their objectively their best. Alex does not. As but. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people do though. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. A lot of people do think this is their best. And uh, I, oh, real quick before we move on, I will say uh, before they started recording double albums, I do always appreciate that most DLO albums are brisk, forty minutes. Yeah, they're they're kind of on range. the nose with that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, much appreciated. Absolutely. I, I, I'm a fan of short, short. I love 30 yes. minute albums. I love like the shorter, the better. Leave them wanting more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I think this is completely off topic, but, uh, the, the Slayer got me into thrash metal <laughs> because rain and blood was so short. That's, that's what did it for me. It was yeah. short songs and it just, I was like, Oh, okay. This is an entire and you, and world. You just want more of it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll do Slayer at some point, maybe, uh, but what, what am I talking about? Anyway, we're talking about 19. 19- 75 face the music Ooh, For, first album it's fire on high right now first album to go platinum oh, uh shit. i was listening to this mm-hmm. i saw the name was called fire on high and i was like no way did the heavy metal band high on fire name themselves oh my God, why did i not even think of that I don't know why you didn't think I thought of that. I was like, there's no way they named themselves after ELO. So I put it in my Google machines. They did name themselves after ELO. Yeah, the opening track is Fire on High. High on Fire really named themselves after the song. The bass player really liked ELO and he suggested naming themselves Fire on High. And I'm sure because Matt Pike loves weed said something like, oh, uh, more weed. like High on Fire. <laughs> And, and then but, he took off his shirt and then <laughs> he well, started smoking weed. That's where you're wrong because he was never wearing a shirt. That's right. Of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, little interesting tidbit uh-huh. there. And uh, yeah, that was nice that you bought up Slayer and then I bought up High on yeah. Fire. And See, we, we get our little metal. We're actually getting into we're going to do a lot of metal bands on this thing. We're going to do a lot of we're going to do a lot of everything. Uh, I just think it's I don't know what I, I, I think Elo as much as they're loved. I still think they're really underrated. Oh, totally. Um, they're like I said about Overture. They're they're the band everybody knows, but you don't know you don't know their name or who does it. Right. Um, I mean, obviously in the seventies when they're going platinum, I'm sure everybody knew who they were. Yeah. And this is also the uh, what people refer to as the classic lineup mm-hmm. with the arrival of uh kelly grochuti grochuti mm. mm. and cellist melvin gay melvin gay gale sorry gale. sorry <laughs> i like the first one better 
Well, because I we were talking about Marvin Barry, and I went Mar- <laughs> Marvin Gay, and uh, my brain's a mess right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this is uh, at least to me, it felt like this is the album they got real poppy. This oh, is oh, pop yeah. fucking all the way through. Evil Woman, Strange Magic, set for life after those two songs. Oh my, bangers! Straight they, bangers. They really are. They're they're. I don't like those songs. It's not that I don't like those songs. They're good songs, but they're just, it's just KLOS. I yeah, feel like uh, uh, that's more. Yeah, that's that's more like a, a society problem than not recording a good song. Exactly. Or, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not their fault. People uh, murdered these songs to death. Uh, not a single. Uh, One summer dream. That's going on my summer jams playlist. Ah. You know what song it's going next to? What's that? Smooth by Santana. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> boom. One right after one another. One summer dream. Smooth. You, you, Perfect. You're, you're living a life of leisure way too much. I'm, I'm uncomfortable with your leisure at this point. It's it's uh yeah. Yeah. One summer dream. Real perfect. Like I know this isn't it, but uh man, these guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this, this is, I fucking love yellow, dude. Oh, this is, I'm excited his, for this. Yeah, his Randy Newman esque Beatle. He just like took Randy Newman and the Beatles vocals and this kind of stirred them in a pot yeah. and said, let me dress up like Bob Rock. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. What came first, chicken or the egg? And I legitimately don't know. I'm just uh-huh. thinking about it. Uh, Bob Ross or Jeff Lynn? Probably Jeff uh, Lynn. I think Jeff Lynn. Honestly, yeah, maybe Bob Ross is dressing like Jeff Lynn. I think so. I mean, yeah. I do think Jeff Lynn has far more uh, quantity of hair. He's got his hair. It seems to uh, he's kind of hair with a nose. If yes, you think like about you it, because he's always wearing sunglasses. Like you said, like he's a Muppet. He's a Muppet. He's just. <laughs> yes. He's a beautiful, but, talented Muppet. I, I do think uh, back to the album. Uh, this came out, what, 75? This kind of. It's kind of stylistically diverse. I mean, was it poker? Is it's kind of just a punk song with wacky keyboards. Yeah, you and then you get more more the uh, the disco. Yeah, on this, which would increase as the albums went on. Also, what was it? Down home time. Ah, down hometown. It's kind of like it's just like a Dylan ripoff. It sounds like. Uh, this one is, is, is that the rockin'? Is that the rockin' no, song? It's a. Uh, the the folky one. Is this it? This is it. Maybe I'm not out of my mind. I think it. Why did I think it sound like Dylan? <laughs> uh, it sounds like a hoedown. It sounds oh. like a hoedown. I think it's very odd. English bands' obsession with like American Southern music. Yeah, that's. I think, yeah, yeah, like they, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is the Dylan one. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, yeah. There's a lot of that fixation. Uh, I mean, I know Neil Young isn't European, but he's a good example of someone who is definitely not from the South, who are you was know, real into the South. CCR also. Oh man. It's, it's we'll, we'll get to them <laughs> later episode. Uh, but it's a good album. Um, I feel like it was a huge letdown compared to Eldorado. Like I could, I could, I did not enjoy. It. Like it's fine. It's a good. It has good songs all over the place. But just compared to the how jam packed and kind of 
just uh, fully realized that Eldorado was. Sure. This one seems just like, oh, they're just trying pop music now. Sure. They kind of pulled a, uh, a Metallica. They went from Injustice mm. for All to the Black Album. That here. is kind of exactly. Uh, although I did like the Black Album quite a bit. Oh, I love the Black <laughs> yeah, Album. It's, fucking, it's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a different band, different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, to that later. Oh, yeah. Uh, now we're on to 76. A new a, world record. Again, back-to-back years. Back-to-back years. Okay. And now, now the band is fucking huge. Yes. This one, if I had to say anything, this is this is the ELO everyone knows. I was I was trying to think of a modern band to compare this tra- trajectory of success to because I don't think you could do this now, like on like release an album every year and incrementally get more and more popular until mm-hmm. you're on top of the world yeah and start off so weird like i don't like them but i'm like i guess the closest thing is maybe portugal the man like they were kind of like an obscure indie rock band and then they came out with that obnoxious song which uh, i don't care to think of right now i'd rather you didn't yeah but uh if you're if what you're hearing right now this is a uh, uh mr crowley by ozzy osbourne <laughs> I, I fucking I absolutely hate this opening. I think it's so cheesy <laughs> and so. Oh, long. it's kind of like Gangsters Paradise, or I should say Stevie Wonder right now. The like with the. Yeah, it's so dramatic, but the song. And then you got the Hans Zimmer part right here. That's totally on the Dark Knight yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Not anymore. But the buildup is yeah. very, very well. Maybe Hans Zimmer likes. Yeah. He probably does because. ELO if he would, knew what was good for him, he would have stayed. And uh, was he in the band that did "Video Killed the Radio Star"? Uh, was he? He's in a random '80s band. Oh Jesus! Zimmer. But anyway, Tightrope is fucking goddamn. What a, what an opening! I just kind I just kind of got that uh, the name of the song is Tightrope, and then the strings are all tension. Oh, I, get, oh. I, I get it. I get it. Fuck there's you, l- Jeff Lynn. There's layers Fuck there. You. There's layers there. And. This this is like if I I feel like if I had to recommend anyone like a, just solid just like beginning note. to end yellow album this would probably be it because it's the one that everyone's familiar with uh, it has that classic sound it has the class the classic lineup and it's not super duper long like the album that's gonna come after this one again a brisk thirty six minutes yep that's pretty good I mean it, I rock aria. I, oh, that yeah, that's what I was alluding to earlier, where he says Beethoven weird. It's, it's another fucking rock and roll song. Yes. Right? The, the, the reason why I can't excuse this one is because it's so close to the beginning of the album. It's the third track. You rip that bandaid off, dude. If you throw a piece of shit rock and roll song at <laughs> the beginning of the album, I don't like you. <laughs> I no longer like Jeff Lynne after that. Yeah, the obsession to be a rockin', uh, rockin' good time. It's not. It's also super disco-y. It, it still has the classic rock kind of thing, but it does the <laughs> the quintessential disco strings. You know, I didn't live through- a bunch of times though. I didn't live through it, but uh, in hindsight, I uh, I don't hate the uh, the disco sound. <laughs> it's not that I I hate it. I it's, just it's, it's played out. It's so yeah. It's just ugh, it kind of makes me nauseous. A little nauseous. 
but it, the, the production in you know it's very seventies, very clean. I don't really care for that too much. Do uh, you another? Yeah, another another like huge song that you've heard a million times, possibly in car commercials. Yep, dude, I that. It's that's literally on my notes about a different song in a later album. <laughs> oh, of course. It's, 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 it feel, you feel like you've heard all of these songs in car commercials. Look, if you record enough hits, you're going to be featured in a car commercial. Yeah. Or if you're just the Black Keys, every song you record oh, is going to be in a car commercial. Jesus Christ. Uh, there's also So Fine. I got a so fine. Sorry. Damn, those. See, like that's <laughs> disco and that fucking yeah. works. It, it, that's a really good song, too. Yeah. It, it's. It's really a good album, but it's just, it's, it's more, the reason I didn't like uh, Face the Music was because I felt like I'd heard all of it too many times on the radio. Oh, okay. This is that, but way more. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is actually my least favorite of all of like the good ELO albums. Yeah. Even, even the song Mission starts off kind of weak, but it, w- it wins me over. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, good for them. Solid C plus. No. Uh, the next album. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the blue, 1977. Again, you think, uh, hey, why hey. did I queue up a fucking song for that? I mean, this is like this is the 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 iconic album. Hey, we've reached it big. We deserve a break, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. The the next year, fucking double album. If you don't recognize the song immediately, then you don't know who Yellow is. I guess five singles off of it. Oh my god, there's so many songs on this album. A it's, lot of them are good. There, there's an album within an album here that I didn't know while listening to it. I only found it out in my research. How so? Uh, I believe starting with Standing in the Rain, uh-huh. ending with Mr. Blue Sky, uh, if you were listening to it on vinyl, it's side C, is like a mini uh, concept album about the weather. Okay, and, how so it makes, and how it makes him feel. I recognize that. I was like, why, what's up with all these fucking weather songs? I didn't know that there was an actual uh, purposeful thing. That's where Jeff Lynn's at, his, at this point in his life right now, where he's like, I'm going to like do a mini concept album in an album. It's just ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. But also, the, this album... This is the one, I mean, it has Mr. Blue Sky on it, which I think is probably one of the best songs ever written in all of time. Uh, it's it's so pleasant. It's extremely easy to listen to. There's like better implementation of strings. It feels, it, it's more rock pop than, than it, the, the strings are definitely supplementary now. <clears throat> or like the whale, super weird. Which one's that? Uh, it's on. towards the end, right before. I'm assuming Birmingham Blues is the rock song on the album. Yeah, there's, of course, a fucking rock song. Yeah, yeah. but I think now... now with This the, is the whale, by the way. Yeah, with this album, also, you get more of those, uh, those sci-fi aspects mm-hmm. that maybe ELO's know. Even the album cover is a, a UFO, so yeah. now we're, we're venturing into, like, synths and... Oh, yeah, I, it's coming to me. Coming yeah. yeah. Uh, but the thing is, this album, it's... It's really easy to recommend to, to like casual listeners, I guess, but it's it's not challenging in any way. There's, it's like there's no bad songs, but they're all just the same. They're all kind of the, the same style, the same formula. There's only a really f- uh, a few 
excellent ones, but they're all just like, oh, yeah, that's a, this is a good song. Okay, this is a good song, too. Here, here, yeah. up, there's another good song. And there's fucking 17 of them in a row. There's yeah. just too many songs. You're just ripping through them. You, you got the El Dorado experience on this album that I experienced with El Dorado. Really? Where it was just like, yeah, like, it's not bad, but it's just kind of kind of there, it sounds like. Also, you would think, I thought, I'm listening to Big Wheels. I'm like, that's an awesome chorus. Like, mm-hmm. 100% this has been sampled by rappers. Oh, yeah. it's it, Only one. Really? Only one. Like, I'm like, that's <laughs> such a good hook. Especially when rappers were talking about rims and cars. How did nobody? <laughs> Who was it? Uh, M.E.D., he's, like, done stuff with Mad Lib, I believe. So, not even, not even a super popular uh, uh, rapper. But, yeah, Big Wheels, like... You don't even have to rewrite it. Just fucking sample that shit and throw it on a song. That's it. You hear that? That's like that's a call to all oh, upcoming rappers. Just oh, sample all of ELO if for they, every song. I mean, I'm sure like ELO has so many songs. I'm sure they're sampled heavily. But yeah, if you hear a hit song featuring Big Wheels, you heard it here first. I called it. <laughs> it's it's kind of like out of the blue is it's just a new world record, the album, the album that came before, it's just that album, but longer. That's what I feel like. There's, it didn't do anything different. It just, it has like the same exact production. It's just an extension. Yeah. Of. So you get these two albums in a row that are kind of the same album, but I don't know. It, it was just too much. It was too long for me. It was too many songs. Uh, I, I, I would give it like a fucking seven. I, I don't know why I'm not, I'm not going to be scoring these albums. I shouldn't do no, that actually, but no, no, that's how it I, felt to me. It felt yeah. very like, I like it, but I'm not going to listen to it again. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about scoring them or maybe ranking them, but I'm like, uh, I'm going to stick with my favorite, whichever is the best. I should have started. The, we should have started the episode with, with gauging what, what we're actually doing. It's like, we're, li- we're listing our favorites, our least favorite, and then whichever we think is their objectively their best and objectively their worst. Uh, of course, this is like fucking, how long are we into this goddamn podcast? 40 minutes? Okay, yeah, that's a good time to tell what we do. But let's move on. Now we're on to 1979's Discovery. Finally, a year between albums. It's a whole or two year. Two years, two years. Two years, so. yeah. 79, uh, I didn't, man, I'm not on and the And they're ball probably right like touring too. It's, they have it's to be. insane. Uh, this, I would say, is their first bad album. Uh, okay. And uh, I, I wouldn't even say it's bad. I just say it's just not great. Yes. If it, I enjoyed it, but again, it's not very memorable. I think Don't Bring Me Down saves the whole album. Don't Bring Me Okay. That's such a huge song. Don't Bring Me Down. The fucking drum, when it's just the drums mm-hmm. on that. And again, amazing opener, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, I think that track probably saves the album and gives it a little more relevance than it otherwise would have. It's it's the first rock and roll song of theirs that I don't hate. <laughs> and I would I will go on record as it is the only rock and roll song of theirs that I don't hate. Uh, but other than that, uh, I don't remember any of the rest of the album. Like, I, I listened to it twice. I mean the song. It's not a bad opener. Yes, it's more disco heavy. It's extremely disco. It's like it's. It's yeah, they're finally embra- disco. Yeah, it's it's really embracing that shit. And ah, man, I, no, not for me, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, growing up in uh, close proximity to East LA, uh, Don't Bring Me Down was actually the first ELO song I heard. Mm-hmm. I think it was an escape video. I don't remember what escape video. But uh, me and my friends, everyone, I guess when the song came out, everyone thought he was saying Don't Bring Me Down, Bruce. Yeah. Me, and I knew... <laughs> I knew he wasn't saying I knew he wasn't saying this, but it was like fun to joke around that he was saying, uh, don't bring me down through as in through show homes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. That is so, a very East LA thing. Yes. So when uh, when you're in close proximity to East LA listening to yellow, that's what you think it is. Yeah, I was in East LA. I am very familiar with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just, uh, you know, wanted to share that because uh, this was like the first time. I like knew it was the yellow and uh, I think, yeah, this I was it like the music video and I'm like, oh, this guy looks lame. I'm not going to, you know, give them. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm still in that that phase. Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I hope we can get over. I'll I'll get over that at some point. But Jesus Christ, I was a close minded fuck, too. when I was a teenager. Oh, well, like now I listen to Future Islands. I'm like, these guys look weird. Bring it on. I listen to Paramore. (laughs) Oh, I listen to one album by Paramore. But still, it's way more than I ever would have considered. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. No, I think uh, we're both uh, way... We're evolved individuals. Yes. Yes. We've grown a lot. Also... Let's move on. <laughs> Discovery, I, I, it's not bad. It's, I just think it was their first boring album. Uh, not for me. Now we're on to Time. Here 1981 Time. Which? Oh, my God. Which? <laughs> you think uh, maybe, again, they took a two-year break, but they did not because... Uh, we're, we're disagree. Side note real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, Xana, Xanadu soundtrack, whether uh-huh. if, if it's an ELO album or not, but regardless of whether you think it is, that's what Jeff Lynn was doing the year before. Time. Okay. So Xanadu is a soundtrack to a movie. It did Xanadu. With the living name John. John. That turned into a musical that won four Tony awards. I didn't see, I didn't know that when I decided to skip it because it wasn't like a, a like a, a salt like a soul ELO sure, album. So sure. I didn't if if it is requested, we will do an update. Otherwise, I will never listen to it. I yeah. Uh this looking at this, it was not a well received album, but I love time. Oh god. I think this I think Twilight is awesome. I think yours truly is awesome. Yours it, truly is pretty good, to be it, fair. It has wacky synths and and like robot vocals. Ticket to the meat. And then he he says something like, "I'm assuming it's a." I didn't really like do a deep dive into this. I'm assuming that song is him writing a love letter to his girlfriend from the future, and he's like, "I met someone who does all the things you do, but she's an IBM." dog come on like he's just talking about fucking a robot it's great as much as i condone that and i do believe me yeah just give me the first robot you can find yes i fully support him you don't understand i just fully support him (laughs) but i hate this album dude ticket to the moon awesome song like they should have played ticket to the moon in Interstellar, when McConaughey's watching the video, watching his kids get older, it's only been like 20 minutes for him, but his kids have lived their adults. Spoiler now. alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the 2009. I've, I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, shit. What? 
like, that's cool, man. I don't care. Whoa. I'm sure it wasn't even that good anyway. Shit. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go too much. I'm going to go back to ELO. We're going to have a, a brief chat. I think he's going to hit me. Off. Another Heart Breaks. If that was a John Carpenter song, I think you would like that. I don't. I, I don't think know. you would like that if that was by John Carpenter. Because I do like John Carpenter, but I do appreciate. I, li- I like John Carpenter for his his campiness. As an ELO album, this one just bothered me. I yeah, I'm so glad I listened to this before looking at like what the general can. Because I I don't <laughs> was good. I'm yeah. give, give you an update, man. It wasn't good. Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> tainted by it. I just accepted this album and all the quirkiness. <laughs> And again, you're this album's father, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, it's a little different. Like, if if I was alive, as ELO was like projecting, you know, uh, living out their career album by album, I maybe maybe I would have hate this album, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's it's kind of refreshing when you can, uh, or for me at least, when I can listen to an album and it's this kind of this kind of exists and it's there's like no hype around it. People kind of hate it. And I just threw it on and I was like, this is a nice little goddamn cork. Like the sci-fi theme real heavy in here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think it gets a little weak towards the end though, but I don't, I do not think it deserves the hate. Really? I, this was honestly the first album that I didn't want to listen to twice. Yes, because like we generally have a rule to listen to each album two times to kind of give a like a, a thorough, let it sink in a little bit. And this is the one where I was like, I, I that first one, you know what, I'm good. And I, th- I had to wait a whole day before I could hear it again. That's how much <laughs> I didn't fucking like. And like, there, it's not like all bad because it it just felt very uneventful and not like ELO, I guess. And the song, the way life's meant to be, pissed me off. I really think it's a it's a trash, horrible, horrible song. I mean, it might be. I can't think of it off the top, man. Oh, don't worry. Oh, gotcha, that was, man. Yeah, that was a single, actually. So, it is this one. Oh, yeah, this like Elvis. Yeah, this fucking uh, uh, Feliz Navidad song. It is Feliz Navidad. <laughs> this is your song you play when you get your Vegas residency. <laughs> it's fucking up. Whatever. Okay. You know what? <clears throat> I think I like that better than here's the news today, but we can't break down every track. No, no, for no. time. Yeah, we're actually running pretty low. We still have a few. Ironically, ah, uh, yeah, running short on time. Okay, I, okay, here we go. This is 1983's secret messages. For to preface, so 80s, so 80s. This album is so 80s. I, I it's all over the place with its 80isms. I can't even describe how 80s. Is this song even fucking playing? Oh, my God. I think this is one of their worst albums because it's such a slog to get through. It's so long. It's yeah. So, it's lo- I think it's longer than Out of the Blue. Like, or no, is Out of the Blue's the double? I get my double ELO yeah. albums. Can- I think it is. This one's an hour and 12 minutes. I think and there's this weird thing where he wanted it to be a double album, but they, like, I don't know exactly how it works. I'm sure someone did. I should have researched it better. Like, I think it was released as a single and then it was like eventually released as a double album. And it's this it's a slog to get through. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not a fan of it. I think uh, this is m- my least favorite album in, di- in all of their entire discography. 
It's uh, I would say it's my second second hated. Second. I, I haven't got to my most hated. The, this it's so long. There's so little good on it. It's so 80s. It sounds like someone someone has a gun to his head and making him make these songs. There's no love in them. It's it's so fucking boring. The only song that I like really like off this album is uh Losers Gone Wild cuz it's I, I I it's kind of bananas but kind of good. <laughs> it's they accidentally parodied Flight of the Concords parodying Bowie on that song. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I think it's a good I like I remember that's the only song I, I kind of I kind of enjoyed. And it's right at the beginning of the oh, album. Oh, it's right at the beginning. It's, so, like the, it's the uh, second track, so you listen to that one. It's and, misleading. And quickly throw the rest out the window. It's misleading. Oh, absolutely. Because I heard that song and again I'm like, oh maybe this isn't yeah. gonna be so yeah. bad. And then it this it's it kind of there. Yeah. No, it definitely uh lived up to the it this the is the most awfulness self-indulgent uh, Jeff Lynn, this riding high can't tell me nothing. Yeah, and you get secret messages. Absolutely. Now we're at a uh, balance of power, nineteen eighty six. This, this is my okay least favorite. <laughs> so, before I even started it, before you even start, <laughs> okay. This I think is objectively their worst album. Objectively, I hated the other one more because it was just long. It's, yeah, but this one I think song for song is completely unforgivable. Listen to this shit. Yeah, and like, you know, I was saying earlier, every opening song is awesome, and then we... Get to balance of power. And like, what is... At least have the solid opener. At, at least give us that, for fuck's sake. I mean, I know you've given us countless great songs over the years, but you owe us more, goddammit, after what you've been putting us through for the past three albums. Yes, and like, I guess there were issues with the band, too, right now, where like... Bev Bevins wanted to like play drums and Black Sabbath uh -huh. and which is weird. I don't even know if it like Dio was in Sabbath. A lot of metal undertones uh -huh. in uh ELO. Interesting. Yeah, but like he was more fascinated with uh Black Sabbath. Never recorded an album with them, mm -hmm. but he was touring playing drums with them. So this is their this is their downfall. Yeah, this is a it's unbelievably generic and repetitive. Uh, there's a song called Endless Lies, which was on the last album, but is some for some reason on this one, too. It sucked the first time, but now it's here. Hey, it's back. I didn't even notice that. Oh, I noticed it. I was so mad. It felt like I was being robbed of my time as I was listening to it. It was so hard to get through. It's, I, I think, song for song, the worst album by far. There's a website called The Music Hound. Mm -hmm. They gave this album a, a woof. A woof? Which I'm assuming what does that is mean? bad. bad? Yeah, because I, I say woof often in like regards to bad things. Like when you see someone unattractive. unattractive usually, yeah. Or like a bad movie, you're bad, like woof. Mostly unattractive women. I, I, think, I say that, I I'm kind think, of a shitty person. I just think it's a funny rating scale and wanted to share that with the world I, right I now. I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, I wish I thought of it. You know what? We're going to say we did. And that's the end of that. Where where, where are we at next? Zoom, which is Bells also forward. a fantastic Commodore song. You should guys should listen to the song Zoom by the Commodores. This is 2001. They're comeback, their first album in, what, 15, 16 years? I can't do math right now. Neither can I, but a long time. I was kind of excited to listen to Zoom because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you've walked away. Yeah. Well, obviously, he's still producing albums. He's still, you know, doing music, but like, 
okay, you've walked away. Let's see, like, like maybe you'll be more reinvigorated and like mm-hmm. come out the gates. But uh, that's all right. It, it, it is just all right. It's their best album since Discovery, but that's real easy to do for me. Well, Obviously, you like time because like you're time. out of your fucking mind. But it it's like like um the song. It's the second track, Moment in Paradise. It's the first ELO song to get me excited in five albums. Like, I really like that song. Really? Aside from that, though, I, I can't think of much that's really that great. Yeah, like I said, I thought all right was all right. I was like, okay. You know, I'll for it's not bad. Yeah, the, like the opening maybe, track is literally called "All Right." By the way, that's why we keep that's saying why I keep that. Saying it. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, I, I haven't seen them live or anything, but uh, it, obviously these days there's a lot of production. But uh, Jeff Lynne's voice still amazing. He's, there, he sounds as good as ever. There are tracks on here where you're like, man, that dude's vocals. He's phenomenal. He's he's truly something special. Even after all the the shit we've been talking, he's still. Well, quite who, amazing. Who cares? It's not like he's gonna play this album live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might have, so uh, I have like a lot of notes for this album, but we're already running short on time. And it's not. I mean, it's it's fine. That's all you need to know. It's better than the '80s shit for the most part. If if you are like an ELO junkie, yeah, that's kind of the yeah. This for like hardcore. That's it, really. Like. I I can't really like recommend it. Yeah. But that brings us to their very final album, Alone in the Universe 2015, yet another comeback after a fucking 14 year hiatus. I got to say <clears throat> I really like this album. Between between Zoom and this you'd you'd go Absolutely. Really? A fucking 100%. I really like this album. I listened to it three times on uh, my first sitting. Goddamn. And I went back to it cuz First of all, as you can hear right now, it's just the Beatles. It just it's just yes, the this, Beatles again. But and then even the is that bad? <laughs> even the you know, uh Alone in the Universe is similar to uh what's the universe Beatles song? Uh Across the Universe. Across yeah, I'm gonna I mean, get it, shit for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kinda of blatant there. <laughs> it's it, it's not mind blowing. There's nothing no innovative about it whatsoever, but it's just fun and catchy and it's it's kinda just it's very. It's just. It's pleasant. what you expect in an old man. <laughs> Shit, man! I just give away my oldness. <laughs> well, no, 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 not you. It's, I was talking more Jeff Lynn. Oh mean, yeah. To me, this is like, well, the dude is an old man. It's. Yeah. I'd call this album age appropriate. It's. 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 I think it was. It was endearing. I found it to be pretty endearing the whole way through even like i think one step at a time i, I kind of thought it was a shady song but it's really short it's like 30 minutes long again love uh, it yeah besides secret message is like their most offen- one of their most offensive because it's so long it's so long but really like sonically i don't really think any other songs are like they don't like piss me off no yeah uh this this one has like a lot of it's kind of Roy Orbison-y. It has that yes. old rock and roll style throughout the whole thing, which I, I, they didn't really dabble with throughout the rest of their output. Uh, it's, it, I mean, I don't really love that. I love Roy Orbison, but it's, like, again, it's nothing that hasn't been done before. Yeah, once, it's, it's all very formulaic, but it's very pleasant. Once you're a famous rock band and you've reached a level of comfort, there, there's no 
reason unless you're like Tom Waits. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to, I want to be louder, but I know we, I shouldn't be screaming. It's like eleven or ten thirty at night. Uh, but you can scream. Okay, cool. Uh, but <laughs> we'll get to Tom Waits at some point. Maybe that sounds very intimidating. That's daunting. That's fucking scary. Uh, but I'm I'm glad that I actually liked their last album. Uh, it, nice it, little yeah. cap on their career. Yeah. The, I, I guess still you could a, still record another one, but for the most part, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been four years. It doesn't seem like he's itching to. Yeah, just tour is ELO. No one cares if you release a new album or not. I mean, there's just so many good songs. Why? I mean, at that age, you don't need to. You're not. You don't owe us anything else. You've put out so many. Fu- like those first seven albums. I think it's seven. Oh, the, good the, lord, man! The royalty checks this man oh, gets in the God. mail must be insane. And the yet frequency. he still looks homeless. It's just bizarre. <laughs> the frequency, yeah. Those royalty checks come in. Add to that the stuff he's produced. So to kind of you know summarize this whole thing uh my favorite album just by by a mile absolute favorite personal favorite is the first album self-titled no answer i believe their their best album objectively is el dorado 74 i think uh my my absolute hated album the one that i fucking personally hate the most is definitely secret messages and their worst objectively is balance of power what do you what do you say so i'm gonna go my favorite uh on the third day mm. i'm gonna go face or no a new world record obviously uh it's close between that or out of the blue for their Objective. best mm-hmm. just because they're both crazy hit machines you yeah. can't deny that like you said great jumping off point for people who want to get in the band i would do mm-hmm. one of those time does not deserve <laughs> <laughs> the shit it gets um i would i i'm going to buy that album one day and i'm going to yeah display you, it in my music collection you're gonna fucking surprise me with it and then piss me off when we're playing video games or something something <laughs> something uh but yeah and again close close uh balance of power and secret messages are they're worse. I can't even pick. But between- which one is the worst, and which one you you hate the most? Yeah, they're just both bad. Let's just both- avoid avoid those forever. I guess. I guess secret messages gets the least bad. This because it has losers. Yeah, on it. It one good song at least amongst the rest. Amongst a fucking hour long album, it's got. Yes. Yeah, so to recap, because I was a little, uh, my favorite on the third day, best album, a new world record, uh. Sle- sleeper pick time Sla- i'm gonna do sleeper pick <laughs> and then worst album balance of power yeah that that one's pretty trash please people don't ever listen to that album that's <laughs> or do it and find some gems like yeah you know time. why what, what why should we be trusted who, who am we've, i we've shown nothing of, of trustworthiness other than me yelling and trying to sound like tom waits I, 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 I told you all to go listen listen to time there it is you've done your civic duty yes yeah, so if you don't like that album then i don't like you <laughs> <laughs> i tell you you want to alienate him as quickly as possible first episode is all right i don't like you well you know what i hope someone like respects me for it they're like that's a bold choice that's i do choice. i do alex i do yeah they're okay. like, you know, I can listen. I can listen to other people talk about music, but I'm just going to hear the same generic stuff over and over yeah. again about how great 
um you know the hits are yeah. this this guy went out on a limb and oh, told yeah. me to listen to time <laughs> all right so that's going to conclude our first episode of every album ever uh thank you for listening if you've listened this this far i mean this has already been an hour kind of went by there's not a, I mean, we got to work on distributing time for albums uh it's going to be a little bit of a some growing pains because uh each artist is going to have a very varying amounts of albums yes yellow had 13 that took we had to really rush through those i mean it's good that we rushed through the piece of shit albums i guess that maybe we'll make that a trend uh anyway uh if you want to follow us on our fucking social media thingies uh, i'm on instagram at pope jesse ventura at mother puncture at mother puncture that is a mastodon reference for on anyone. on instagram that's the only social media platform i'm interested in strangers following me yes on. same uh, i mean that's the only one i have kind of uh, i'm also uh i also run a uh this is completely unrelated it's a video game website it's literally called not video game reviews.com where i write about the video game industry i didn't uh, know this oh yeah why am Did i, I not just you? no <laughs> oh so the, i have this website right yeah uh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this is nothing to do with music, but it's all video game industry. Uh, uh, opinions about the industry, uh, recommendations of a really underrated or obscure uh, indie games and stuff like that. Uh, so what? what these stories. What would you say? It's like what? What would you say the video game equivalent of time is? Of time? <laughs> uh, sticking your head in an oven. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a game. <laughs> it can't. Be. I mean, you lose every time, <laughs> or you win. Yeah. Okay. We're going off the fucking rails. Thank you for listening. Uh, see you next time.